Hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Hey there, Castle Rock stars. It's us, the Castle Rock Historical Society. I am, as usual, Hannah Selector, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Acadia Einstein. Acadia, how are you? I am, I am... Better than I had been last time we spoke, Hannah. That's how I am. Acadia is high, you guys. Yes. I mean, not really, but like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I had a procedure. Yeah. But that wasn't that why I little... felt better. <laughs> like, I felt oh, yeah. better about the about show. About the finale, yeah. Yeah, 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 So, yeah. just in case you guys missed it, we did an awesome live show last weekend with the awesome guys and gals over at... Uh, castle rock critical and we are besties now and we would die for them so you should go watch the uh live re or the live show over on the superficial gallery youtube where it will remain for posterity or you can listen to it in our feed or their feed whatever your preferred platform is but if you want to see all the faces we make and acadia's awesome wrestling mask then check it out on youtube and join us next time because we have another live show in store for you we will keep you posted when we know the deets for sure that is 100 percent right we love doing it and we're gonna just keep doing it yep so today is meant to be just sort of a retrospective right yes sort of a decompression yep before we move on to our next king related shenanigans just to sort of wrap up how we felt about season one, because the last coverage we had before our live show was really just about episode 10 Mm -hmm. and our visceral raging (laughs) reaction to it. And And, uh, I do apologize for my excessive use of the word whatever and how much more dead inside I sounded than usual, but it was a tough one. It was a whole thing. I feel better now, though. If it's any consolation out there, everybody, I edited the show and was convinced she was mad at me because by the end of it i'm like she hates me now we're just never gonna have a show again she's just, oh yeah no everything Actually, i said you were like whatever <laughs> i never i never got to ask you about how mrs ack felt about it but jason was like are you okay and i'm like no i'm, I'm not okay she's she, like you're really snippy and i'm like i know yeah. she, stop asking it popped up it popped up what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> that was oh my god, she knows us so well. I know. <laughs> I can imagine she thought my reaction be. She's probably right. I feel yeah. like she gets me, even though we've never met in person. 100%. Well, you know what? You're gonna meet her soon enough because she's gonna Yay! be winning her film festival outside. Atlanta, I can't wait. October fourth to seventh. And hey, listen. Now that I think about it, I have one more pass. Because of the way things turned out, we gave away in Women in Horror Month last February. We had a contest, and the winner got a pass for the whole show. And oh, yeah. that person emailed me not too long ago to say that they could not go. So, Oh, well, if- here's something you can cut out of the show. I accidentally only bought one pass. So. <laughs> I mean... I need to buy another one, but if you want to just give me that one, then I'll use it. I see. Well, yeah. all right then. I think we, we could just cut that whole thing out there. Yes, I guess we uh, We would love to see you guys at Women in Horror. If you're coming, you can find us on the floor. You might recognize me from Twitter, but Acadia will be the guy in the wrestling mask, I assume. Yep, that's me. And it's an amazing show. If you are in the area and you haven't uh, heard of it, just go there because you're going to see a lot of fun movies. You're going to be able to interact. It's it's much different than a convention. It's a It's a much more intimate and friendly atmosphere and and day passes are super cheap like if you just want to go for one day it's pretty much a steal like most cons i go to or festivals or whatever a day pass is much more expensive than they are for this i want to say they're only like 20 something yeah they're 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 not bad at all it's a damn good deal and you'll see some great films and meet some cool people that's for sure so come check it out and say hi to us yeah so we'll be bopping around, and we may do some special recording with the people at the con. So, yeah, find us. It's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> so 
since we did our live show, we didn't really get a chance to neatly wrap up our mailbag. And there were a couple messages on Twitter and a couple emails. Well, one email that I know we didn't get to. You guys can still email us, by the way, even though the show is over. Absolutely. Because um, their show is cool. over, but ours is not. Right. Exactly. So if you... And yeah, we take suggestions if you want us to do something or watch something or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll check it out unless it's like completely off the wall and not even tangentially related to the show. Like I'm not going to watch Real Housewives for you or something. No. It's an entirely different kind of horror that I just don't do. <laughs> so, we got an email from Perpetually Exhausted 88. Now stick with us cuz we're going to break it into bits so we can talk about it. Mhm. First, let me say that I am a huge fan of you all. Thank you so much. We're a huge fan of you. I've been listening since day one and love y'all's insight and humor. Oh, she said y'all. She might be near us or near me anyway. New Yorkers don't say y'all, I guess. No, no, not so much. I apologize for this long ass email, but long sigh. (laughs) I'm so dissatisfied with this finale. This episode was decent in and of itself, but a terrible way to end this story. Yeah, John from Castle Rock Critical said that too. That as a standalone episode, it might have been interesting. His his my favorite insight from him, I think it was on their actual episode. If there was one more episode, he would have loved that episode. Exactly. That's how I feel too, because I feel like that's all it would have taken mm-hmm. to put a better bow around everything. Mm-hmm. If the conclusion was going to be this ambiguous, I didn't need 10 hours of misdirection and red herrings. Agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am, you know, all about messing with storytelling and trying to be creative, but I don't think you can have 37 Chekhov's guns and say fuck it to all of them. Yeah. Unacceptable. Maybe a few of them, but not all 37 of them. Mm Mm-hmm. We're left questioning everything, even our own eyes and ears. Now, that's kind of cool, and maybe they intended to do that, but mostly I was questioning my own sanity, and I don't think that's what they were going for. Nope. It, the penultimate episode almost took place in AR Castle Rock. I'm guessing that's original Castle Rock. Yeah. Because we, so. nev- we never called it that, but I Castle Rock 1, Dog Universe, whatever. It's not framed as a story until the last five minutes of the episode, so you mean to tell me that despite seeing the kid look and react exactly like he did in Henry's filter flash, I'm to question whether or not any of it was real. Oh, alternate reality. Alternate reality. Got it. Molly saw her AR death before hearing the kid's story, too. Henry had been getting flashes, nightmares of being caged in a basement since episode four, so you show me the same visuals from different people and perspectives, and I'm not to take any of this as confirmation that it is all real. There was a lot of punctuation and capitalization there. I agree. I think if they wanted us to think that the kid was lying about everything, they shouldn't have had other characters' perspectives seeing what he said before he said it that's true i'm all about an unreliable narrator but all of your narrators can't be unreliable because then what are we even doing here there's no story that's a fair way to put it yeah this was the sticking point when i talked to uh, my mom and dad about it they kept saying this like something has to be true and unfortunately castle rock either didn't get that or they didn't show us clearly enough what they wanted that to be Except that, like, what Odin says, I feel like, has to be true because his character wasn't given enough context for it to be anything other than that. No. But uh, then it it was like a throwaway thing and yes. ended up not even really mattering, which was dumb. Oh, that's right. They want us to consider the hand-waving possibility because of the devil. WTF, pure trickery and manipulation. Agree. I think a lot of people felt personally hurt, almost. <laughs> Yeah. By the last episode, like someone you cared about slapped you in the face. That's fair. I don't. I don't like being insulted. I no. have an, inf- you know, I have an inferiority complex already. I don't like being made to feel stupid. Er, you know what? It is. It, it, I can honest. This is. It was not you. I would have allowed. I allowed. I would have <laughs> been better if they had. And I, if they had just said something along the lines of. And they could have done it at any step, particularly with the Molly stuff, had they mm-hmm. said, yeah, no, crazy stuff like that happens all the time around here. You just have to push through it. Right. That would have given us 
a way around all the little incidental stuff. But the big stuff mm-hmm. like Odin and that kind of thing, that right. Odin dying after serving no purpose other than to put Henry in a chamber that really didn't seem to affect anything in any way. Right. And do some exposition that didn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, he was like a prop that wasn't a prop. It was a waste of time. Yeah, and that's that's the part of it that the the feeling insulted or anything like that, because I'm never going to... I will never believe, and I will never... Simply because I know Mark Bernard was on the staff, I never Mm -hmm. think... They were going to go, yep, this is perfect. This is exactly what me... Like, everything they did, they did on purpose. So the stuff they abandoned, they abandoned on purpose. They they mm-hmm. they had a an intent. Mm-hmm. But if nobody gets it, that doesn't mean they're that much smarter than us. Right. So I'm not, like, super involved in the film industry. I never pretend to be a film buff or a TV buff. But, mm-hmm. like, I understand at least basically some of what happened. So I'm wondering if there was more that was cut and because they're the writers and they're the showrunners, they understand all of this. But you know, when you're not, everybody's a writer, but like I find myself in my own writing, sometimes losing. This is why you have other people read your stuff because it all makes sense to you. Right. But there may be things that you're filling in that you don't even realize you're filling in that other people aren't getting. So it's, I wonder if maybe that's some of that. There, there but I may also just be poor execution like they expected it to land differently yeah i think that they if if they intended to get something across Mm -hmm. they didn't there were certain things that thematically i think that they nailed like a hundred percent just straight up nailed and we can get to Mm -hmm. that like as far when we talk about the season itself but uh yeah it's but some of it they just blew oh absolutely so, Perpetually Exhausted 88 goes on to say, yeah, we can logically explain away Ruth's memory and Zaleski's massacre, but what about the Nazi? What about Matthew Deaver, Lacey, Odin, Henry, and now Wendell hearing the schisma? Them being so drawn to the woods, what about Molly's empath abilities? What about the fucked up dates? Ruth's changing birthday, Henry's Texas license being issued in 1986, which, yep. which didn't make sense in any Castle Rock, no, actually. No Castle Rock. And that's the one that, 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 that we saw. Mel's Bells will never let that go. Like that she's, yeah. that's going to be on her tombstone. Like that. Who one fucked thing. that up? <laughs> Who did that? So ridiculous. The exploding casket of a 27-year-old corpse. Yeah, that was another weirdly scientific thing that didn't need to be there if it wasn't going to be... A thing. Not, not weirdly scientific like you can't have that stuff. It was just a thing that nobody knows right off the bat. And so you think it's significant somehow, but they just kind of let it rot. (laughs) 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 Rot. Then they buried it. (laughs) Yep. It was, it was a disrespectful burial, but it happened. Uh, New Year's Eve, 2018 on the Times Square marquee, the flocks of birds. What are we to make of any of this? WT 24 Fs basically. And then like exclamation points. (laughs) I'm, I can hand wave the bird thing because that's like a common horror trope. It's like the canary in the coal mine thing. Like birds dying in horror movies and horror media is always just kind of like this portent of bad things to come, you know? Yeah. Even though, well, I was going to hand wave the bird thing until when we were inside Todash space and we see that it's populated by all sorts of birds. Yep. Then it's like, oh, this is a specific thing about whatever this is leaking into whatever this is. So and son of a bitch in Twitter, the stupid oh, yeah. Castle Rock Twitter was talking about it too. So yeah, thank you, Perpetually Exhausted 88. You're totally right. And honestly, I don't think a Katie and I could say anything that'll give you a peaceful resolution about any of it, except, you know, season two is going to be something different. And like, maybe they'll learn from their mistakes and not do this again. You are not alone in having stuck with the show and loved it and feeling like you got backhanded by what is a poorly executed ending in my opinion that a hundred percent and i but i think i could make i validate your feelings a hundred percent and one of the things that i hope to be able to do when we talk about the just just the series leaving apart right. the, the 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 finale the things that they manage to land may make you feel better about the rest of it 
It's like, and and I talked about it on the live show. Were we just trying to convince our friends that the person we were dating wasn't a piece of shit? Like, because we keep going, oh well, you know, this happened, this was okay, and this. But I look at it more as then when you start realizing when you're with someone that you really like, you start to forgive some of the little maddening idiosyncrasies that they have because overall sure. it's a good thing. And that's where that's kind of where I'm at now. That's why I sort of feel better. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I ate at McDonald's and got food poisoning, I'm probably never going to go back there again. But if I ate at a Michelin star restaurant and had like the best duck in the world and got food poisoning, I'd probably still go back. Yep. You know, so, yeah, let's talk about, uh, before we get to some Twitter questions, freaking Castle Rock's official Twitter did uh, a big boner, I think. Let me pull up that tweet for us here. So, first of all, I also want to call attention to the bio line of the official Castle Rock Twitter because it is so dumb and so, like, we're trying to be cool with the Twitter crowd. It says... Catching the first ride with Sweet Chariot Taxi out of here. If you have updates on the birds dropping from the sky, please PLS DM us. Hashtag Castle Rock. So bad. It's yeah. it's so like like that moment in 30 Rock where Steve Buscemi is like holding the skateboard and saying hello, fellow kids. Like <laughs> it it is that moment as a really show is. Twitter. But then again, then I wonder, is there a whole strata of Twitter that ate it up? I like to think no. (laughs) But I don't know. So Castle Rock Hulu, with their little blue verified check, let some media intern tweet out, one Deaver boy had to disappear for another to survive. Hashtag Castle Rock. I think when you're the official Castle Rock Twitter, you can save yourself the trouble of hashtagging because it's already showing up in our feeds. Yeah, but pretty much. Whatever. Also, hashtag Rongo Bongo. Seriously, that's something they never implied in the show. It's, I mean, it's basically the Harry Potter prophecy recycled to try to make us feel that. I, I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly, but I, I made a bitchy Twitter response. i did as well it just it sucked why would they do that they haven't deleted it yet either so they're not sorry no they don't care they don't care them doing that implies mechanics that were never no never once and he didn't disappear they're still existing in the same universe so that doesn't even make any sense it was just like a really stupid thing to tweet except well well, now. Except it got attention, and all attention is good attention. Yes, but one could, if you were going to defend the tweet, and I don't know why we're, I'm even doing a devil's advocate for this, we just keep saying that the, the, the kid and Henry Deaver are basically the same because of their name, but mm-hmm. Henry Deaver, son of Matthew and Ruth, did die in our true in, in dog universe so mm-hmm. if that's what they were going for sure but again that but just... then it's saying that the kid is actually henry deaver and not some sort of like supernatural evil which is kind of what i came to by the end of the show because that's what it's indicating yes. i think i think so it is. but i also think there was enough and this is the piece where they got it right because they mm-hmm. did keep the thread the entire way henry said if you have any doubt right you can't let him die sure henry our henry left the kid in the cell because he had enough doubt to not let him die he had enough doubt about him well but unless he stabbed him with a screwdriver well i don't know he had a gun that well, that whole it. thing. But then the the Lacey tried to shoot him, and then he couldn't. But did he? How badly did he want to? You know. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't think Henry could kill him if he tried. So, I guess. who knows if he did try? I mean, he made like sixty people kill each other in the span of like three minutes. I just don't think that you're gonna, unless Henry's got some sort of superpowers. Well, yeah, I, think on he, him I actually by... think he does. I think the I think the people that yeah. that have that can hear the schisma do have special powers. Yeah. But anyway, there's some Twitter happenings for you, everybody. Feel free to check that out for yourselves. I actually haven't been watching what they've said since then, but 
I was unhappy about it. You know, I think I want to make a uh, historical society list in Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, like, you make a list so that, that I see the the people that listen to the show and have reached out on Twitter. I want to have their feed in. I don't know how people use Twitter without TweetDeck. I, I would die without TweetDeck. But oh, yeah. I want to make a, a list of just the, the Castle Rock stars so that I can see what they say. Even if it, who cares if it's not about Castle Rock, they're still just awesome yeah. people. We should maybe just avail ourselves of the Twitter that we created but haven't used yet. I know. And have, like, if you follow us there, we'll follow you back kind of deal. Like, if you listen to the show. Isn't it at Monstrous Howling, I think? I think so. Is it? Yeah. So we should maybe, that could be one of our projects while we're off the season. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do it. Because TweetDeck will make that easy, too. So, it is. Sometimes I forget I've queued up a joke, and then like I'm like, huh, I'm funny. I knew, I knew it because yeah. Sometimes, and and here's a little fun fact. I'll be like doing something or whatever like that, and I'll be like, oh well, I gotta ask Hannah something, and I'll text her, and there's no answer, and then I see her tweet something. I'm like, if she's tweeting and not answering me, oh, I'm no. gonna fucking flip out, and then I'm like, nah, she put that ahead of time. Had to be. Had oh to yeah, be. if it. Because there are days where I feel like I want to tweet 15 times in a row, but I think that's obnoxious. So I'm like, I'll just cue this up to do later. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll forget what I'm going to say. Yeah. And I think it's slightly nifty. So I just throw it up for like five days from when I had the thought. Because I'm like that. Yeah. So we also had a couple of, well, some DM questions that we may not have covered in the live show. So let me just like skim up here. Um... Some people have theorized that the kid has, like, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing going on. I guess it's possible. I, I don't... Eh, no. I don't... Seems too, seems too easy. Nope. So, yeah. That there is, like, a good kid and a bad kid. And no, I mean... No, everyone's trying to make the some friggin' I know. complex algebra or Escher staircase to make the kid good. God, just let him be bad. It's the not devil, like you're going to love him last. You'll be like, I know I'm going to be riddled with cancer, but touch me. So whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Plus, he can control it, so maybe he'd let you live. <laughs> you know. Don't maybe give that girl cancer. Or that guy. <laughs> whatever. Um, and a lot of people are also questioning whether you and I think that there actually is an alternate Castle Rock. I mean, if we're to go by the way this... Stephen King universe is set up, there absolutely is. Whether or not there was in the show, I suppose, is sort of up to interpretation, but I don't think that it is up to interpretation. I think we definitely saw at least three distinct Castle Rocks based on the continuity errors, you know? I will, I can say definitively that I believe there are two, and the reason I... Oh, right. Two, because the kids one maybe doesn't count because lies. Right. That may yeah. not, but I I believe because, and and the the reason I believe it is because I saw Molly see Molly saw herself dead. Yeah, and she did. I don't think Molly's power is trickable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the one thing that she is always accurate about yeah. those things. So. So there was a bandage priest looking at her. It just didn't matter. I guess not. And you could maybe just go ahead and say that it is Reverend Deaver because she is haunted by what she did to him, in a yes, sense. but it wasn't like See, she hit him in the face with a rake seven times, so why was he all bandaged up? I don't know. Because creepy. Yeah, I guess. Sometimes, unfortunately, that is the answer. Yeah, I know, but... Here's another question. The cage that Henry remembers in his visions is inconsistent with the box in Desjardins' backyard, plus... In one of the memory flash sequences, we see Henry's point of view looking out of the cage in a basement at someone in an overcoat coming down the stairs carrying a metal object. Then, in episode 9, his memory seems pretty consistent with what little Henry's view would be. I I mean, he is wearing the overcoat, and he is carrying a screwdriver or a wedge to get into the the fuse box. Mm. So, now... Then there's the whole thing of maybe the kid can actually put images in people's heads. I, I don't know. Once you have to get that far out on the limb, then you're talking yeah, about it, a power that could have been used way before that. Right. But you if know. he is some sort of ancient 
evil like maybe he just really doesn't have anything better to do or he like you know it's just unfortunately guys we're never gonna know we're not gonna know because i don't think i don't think they know because i don't think they ever felt like they needed to and that's the piece that makes me the maddest like from from a how do you feel about the story of our henry deaver had a beginning a middle and an end Mm -hmm. it's he was he had no family he was away from everything and Mm -hmm. he was doing stuff that he seemed passionate about but he was just super alone at the end of it after going through all this stuff and meeting people and those people coming and him learning new things about his own family and pangborn and everything like that he ended up taking a different path and staying in castle rock and fulfilling what seems like a duty mm-hmm. in the whole, you know, being the guard of the kid. But mechanically, if the kid really wanted to leave and the kid really couldn't get, couldn't die, then all he had to do was let Henry shoot him and it not do anything. And then he could have just dragged Henry to the schisma and then jumped through it. Yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? Like all those things fold over on themselves. So none of them work. It could be a game to him. It could be some sort of cycle that everybody's trapped in. Who the hell knows? I, you know. So from you a, never, you don't win. You just do a little better each time. That's you. You're you're gonna have a fun ride, Ms. Selecta. Yep. The question I have for you is: Looking at Castle Rock, the series, and I don't mean the season now. I mean the series. Mm-hmm. Do you look at it as? the next season has to fix anything or does it just need to be better? I think it just needs to be better at this point. I would be pretty annoyed if they tried to fix things now because I would, I don't know. I just can't see how that was their original plan when they harped on it being an anthology series for so long. Right. And while I hope that maybe some of the rules tenuous though they they may be Mm -hmm. from the first season may carry over into the second season. I'd really love it to have no connection almost to the first season, honestly, because I'm done with this story now. I feel like I've made my peace with it in whatever way I was able to. And yeah, people have asked us if we think that the Jackie Torrance scene at the end of episode 10 is meant to be like, this is what season two will be. And I really freaking hope not. No, I I just... No way in hell is that anything except, hey, listen, Jackie was a pretty sympathetic character for everyone except for Hannah. So let's give her something to do and give you an idea of how things can sort of split off from each other. But no way. Yeah. Kind of funny. They felt the need to resolve her story, but none of like the more important characters that we cared about. Yeah. But I think, and that's the other shitty part, is that I kind of feel like they think they did. And the thing (laughs) that they left us with was the themes of what what did they end up doing? How many times can this fucking town look the other way? Right. And they did it again. And yes, Mm -hmm. Henry is going down to the thing to give the kid a shitty Christmas cheeseburger. But he's still not involving anybody else on a higher level to try and actually fix anything. You know what I mean? No, it's nobody just... is, no one is free. Right. Or whatever. And the last piece, the last piece that killed me about all this is people tried to blame, because I, I talked to a couple of people on Twitter about it um, a, a few days ago. Well, you know, Henry's bad because bad stuff happened in Castle Rock even though the kid wasn't there. And I'm like, that actually means the kid had no effect on it. Like, mm. Lacey's brother jumping off the goddamn roof. Yeah, that was before the kid even was supposedly anything, was. And it was before Henry was born. So none of that, mm. ma- like, it's just, okay, well, the town is fucked up because you're near Hellmouth and that's what you get. Right. The kid wasn't so- causing it. Yeah, it's all about people trying to ascribe a reason to the bad stuff that's happening. And then you just got to say, I think they sort of touched on this in the show. Like, maybe it's not the town. Maybe it's just people. Maybe, well, I mean, you that's know. What, that's what Henry came away with. They want to blame yeah. the town, but it's really them. 
we all try to build our own cages to cage things that can't be caged. You're, wow, that's pretty deep there, Hannah. Thank you. That was mostly borrowed from something Henry said. But I don't know. I don't remember it. I just remember you. And I only I only I only count the last thing I heard. So from now on, oh. you're the smartest person I know. There we go. You know, it's that whole the minister's black veil thing. Like we all try to make a reason for our, you know, the darkness inside of us and we cover it with theoretical masks or we put it in a cage. Yeah, you know, humans are bad, blah blah blah. So the devil made me do it, but did he really? No. Did he really? But I don't want I don't want a bunch of hate on masks because that's a little too close to home for me, you know. Oh no, I meant veils because that's what Hawthorne called it, but like <laughs> nobody nobody wears those anymore. So yeah, there you go. I mean, I had always said even when I was really angry about episode 10 that I have to reserve final judgment until season 2. You know. Yeah, and I think it, it's I don't I don't think anything that they can do in season two is going to make me feel better about the way they treated season one. No. Unless they learn from their mistakes. Because again, and and I'll use... That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's growth. And and the, the thing that I would give myself for that is how much hate Batman versus Superman got. And huh. like so much, especially the Martha scene and everything like that. And, and Batman killing mm-hmm. people and everything. And you're not going to spend that many billion dollars, you know, on a movie and think, oh no, I'm just going to fudge this. They really thought that's an example of, they really thought that was a home run yeah. with the Martha thing. And, and Snyder will defend it to this day. It just didn't get sold the way they filmed it. I think there's probably a way they could have filmed that scene. And the reason I'm talking about it is because it, I, I draw lines to some of the stuff they did with Castle Rock. Some things they just blew. Like Batman killing people when they knew that that was not Batman's thing was mm-hmm. going to get people's like panties in a bunch. They could have had one line from Alfred going this has gone much too far. You had a code, you've broken it. And then Bruce saying, there's too much at stake to worry about, you know, codes the code. right now. That, then done. You've you've addressed it and you've moved on. Like the thing about, oh, well, stuff like that, you know, people just appear and disappear all the time in Castle Rock. That's just part of it. Then you've addressed it. Then you get to do neat stuff, like spooky yeah. jump scares that don't matter because you've established that's a thing. But the thing that, so that's that kind of um, equivalence. But then the other equivalence, the Martha thing, is how they treated the whole idea of the multiverse. They thought they, whatever they thought they nailed, they did not nail. Whether they no. thought it was going to be super ambiguous or not. Because at the end of the day, people were confused, angry, and then made fun of it. And that's the, that's the exactly what they did with the Martha thing. Like, exactly. Now, could they have done the same thing in Batman vs. Superman? Made him human by Lois Lane, like, jumping in front of Batman and him going, get out of the way, you know, he's not human, and she saying, I love him, he's more human than anyone I've ever met, or something like that. And having that change Batman's mind? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then people would have been like, oh, that's kind of lame, but it does kind of make sense because how much Lois Lane loves him. They could have done stuff with the schisma so that at least we had something to hang on to. And I think the thing they broke it with was Odin. If they had given us any fucking reason why Odin died, because somebody was either trying to make the schisma close or open it more or some type of thing to validate that it even existed. Yeah. But they just no sold it as like Willie got corrupted by Castle Rock or whatever. And none of it, none of it made any sense. And that's yeah, and it ended up being nothing. Like, right. didn't even freaking matter. That was their Martha. They thought yeah. they sold it, and they just, nobody got it. So we can keep you oh, know, yeah. yanking it and figuring out what we think it might have been, but that's mm-hmm. not planned ambiguity. Planned ambiguity is the main character being faced with a choice, and rather than seeing that character make the choice, you see that character thinking about the choice and then the scene goes to black 
That's ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the end of the Sopranos. Right. That's ambiguity. Or Inception. Is the top going to fall or not? Mm-hmm. That's ambiguity that works. Even though that pissed people off too. I understand. Some people don't like an ambiguous story. That's fine. But like, that was okay. This was not. Yeah. In my humble opinion. I mean, you, you know, By the way, I've never never seen Batman versus Superman, but I'm like aware of the press, I guess. Oh, 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 oh. Well, you know what? Yeah. You'd love, uh, you would love uh, all the parts with Wonder Woman because she's just amazing gal gadot as wonder woman is a is one of the great things we oh yeah we live in amazing times we were talking about this before we started recording and you know stuff good stuff bad especially being on twitter there's plenty of bad and everything like that but i would not trade the times we live in for anything in the world i do not in any way want to go backwards in time you know we get to see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Deadpool and all these things in movies that actually don't look like shit. And we get to find people that care about Castle Rock like we do and talk to them every week. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty friggin' amazing thing. Because if we had lived in the 70s, we'd be cranking out some weird mimeograph newsletter that everybody would have to somehow get in the mail. The self-published Star Trek zine era. <laughs> So that's, um, for me, I think in season two, they need to button some of that stuff up and just write it in a way that we understand what they did on purpose and what they may have muffed. Yep. Now, we've sort of heard rumblings that Stephen King might be more involved in the writing of next season, so that could be a good thing. But it, it could, could also just be like he stops by the writer's room one time or something. Who knows? I, Seems like a busy guy. Yes. but And I'm not necessarily 100% on board with him getting more involved because there are certain things that Stephen King does really, really well. And mm-hmm. being involved in television does not, to this point, seem to be one of them. No. Even film, it's been kind of tenuous. Yeah. His, his been a lot of flops. Yeah. And it's he's all up in them. He's up in a bunch yeah. of them. And the ones that people like the most, it depends on the material. His horror mm-hmm. does not translate well. We talked about this before. The the His most successful movies being Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption, at least in, in popular culture, uh, those have nothing to do with horror. And then the one mm-hmm. after that is The Shining, which he hates because... Uh, he went... The, the director went so far off the reservation... That's you a know, great movie, though. It's, it, but it, he made an amazing movie. Yeah. That was not The Shining. The yeah. Kind of funny. Jack Nicholson's been in a lot of movies that were based on books that weren't really the book. Hmm. The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like, because that wasn't true to the book in a lot of ways, too. That's true. Um, yeah. Now I'm trying to think of something else. But, yeah. Made so an amazing movie that King was not happy with. Yeah, and a lot of King's early horror, I would say, would translate goofily to movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the 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 original, and everybody, listen. There's there's a lot for Hannah and I to address during our historical society meetings, and <laughs> I really look forward to having your input in some of the things that we hit because. I could make a huge case for saying, no joke, Danny Glick scratching at the window in the original Salem's Lot miniseries is mm-hmm. one of the scariest images you'll ever see. You could you could put a movie out with that now, and, and, and I don't know if you've never seen it, Hannah. If I have, it's been a long time. I was more thinking stuff like Cell or From a Buick 8 or oh. The Giant Turtle and It being kind of goofy. Yeah, you can't. You can't but do those. No. And I actually didn't think Gerald's game was going to work well as a movie because it's so freaking weird and primarily takes place in like a single room and stuff like that. But it did a, it was good. I, I enjoyed still it. have to see that. Yeah. It may make its way onto my best of this year list. I'm not oh, sure. And since I'm an invalid, I guess, and I can't do anything because I'm crippled, I guess I'll have plenty yeah, of time. Netflix and back problems go together like caramel and apples. It's... Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I want well, us to do... 
I straight up want us now. I want us to do the the original Salem's Lot miniseries because it's they made a major switch by taking Barlow and Straker in the book sort of got reversed in the in the miniseries because in the book and did you read the book? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the in the book, obviously Straker is more brutish, like sort of an animal, and Barlow is the suave, traditional vampire guy. Right. Whereas in the miniseries, they made Barlow the vampire much more of a Nosferatu, like feral creature thing, and they made yeah. Straker James Mason. So he was like, oh, "Give me the boy," and blah, and it was just. <laughs> Amazing, and now I want to watch it, and now I want to do a whole episode as James Mason. That would be funny. That might <laughs> might get on, might get annoying after a while, though. How would you like to be Mrs. Mason? Then? I'm not good at accents or anything. That's all right. It, it's bad news. This seems like a good time to talk about what we're doing for the next little while. Mm-hmm. Actually, because. That about covers our retrospective, I think. I think so. We, uh, otherwise, we're just whipping it. Yeah. Enjoyed season one. Still looking forward to season two. But we're watching you, Castle Rock. We are, you know. Yeah. We were we were very involved. I have been hurt. And, I, you know. Yep. I'm do, doing that baseball eyeball signal yeah, thing that coaches do from third base. Yep. She's watching. She's watching. And, and you're going to stick with us because... In that respect, we're going to have our ears out for any news about oh, developments yeah. and everything like that. Because now, essentially, we're going to be doing a bunch of other stuff. But part of this is going to end up being a countdown to when the show comes back. Exactly. You know, This is filler material. But, but it's it, good. It's going to be the best filler you ever had. And people are going to be like, oh, they did a show about Castle Rock? I just thought it was this amazing podcast that didn't have anything to do with a show called Castle Rock. That's what they'll think. <laughs> Yeah, so we're trying to stick with the Stephen King theme for now. You know, we'll keep that vein going Mm -hmm. so that there's some continuity between then. And so I guess our next, this is the announcement of our next little series. Uh, Are we cool with the name Baby's First Dark Tower? Because I was just doing it to be funny. But I will be reading through the Dark Tower series for the first time. I have not yet touched it, despite having read most everything else that Stephen King has ever written. I didn't want to pick it up because at the time I first heard of it, it was an ongoing series. And then it just felt like too much of a time investment because mm-hmm. I was suddenly an adult and had no time. But I have started The Gunslinger and I will be reporting and discussing yep. with Acadia and with you guys about what I think of The Gunslinger and what I think of the Dark Tower series and what things I learned in anticipation of season two of Castle Rock because it might come in handy. I don't know. Then I won't have to ask Acadia what happens when gunslingers die or what Todash is. That's true. And I'm very excited because I can't, I can't, there's no, no one in, that I can actually physically hang around with is mm-hmm. left. They're either, they've either already read it or they're never going to read it and want me to shut up. So the only way that I was going to be able to enjoy having somebody experience it all for the first you know when you have a movie that you love and then you want to share it with someone that you're friends with because you're like you're just watching them watch it because you know all the parts that are going to come up and everything like that i am just freaking out because i cannot wait for you to tell me the stuff that you find significant so anybody that if you're listening out there and you have decided that you were waiting or you didn't know whether you should go for it this is the time to go for it because you're not going to be alone if you want to start yeah. reading The Dark Tower, you're going to have help. I'm going to be a, a junior intern in the Dark Tower Historical Society. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I'm about, I would say, 75% of the way through The Gunslinger. So next week will be our beginning discussion, probably on like maybe the first third or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're gonna we'll see what we through. get through. Yeah. And I think that we're going we're gonna to frame it, like you said, as not just a book on its own, but also the, the linchpin of everything King has tried to do. Right. Cause this is like the, the thing that explains how the multiverse works. So yep. that's going to be nice to know and to connect. And it's also going to be the kind of thing that shows you how thick he's laid these webs 
And right. that and that to me he figured it out I mean a long time ago. He would drop yeah. references, you know, before he he went this route. But I'm going to I'm yeah. going to keep riding the 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 Lovecraft uh horse. I think this is just like he will sell the rights to any of his movies to a student filmmaker for a dollar as long as it never gets commercially released. I mm-hmm. think he wants to leave the bones of this universe with certain pillars, just like Lovecraft left Cthulhu. For Darleth and yeah, other for people. For Darleth and think. everybody, yeah. yeah. That's, I, I believe it. I think, it's, I think it's admirable, and I think people will be able to... They should pick the ball up and run with it. I don't want to see somebody write... And that's the piece of it. I don't want to see somebody write a story with Roland in it because that's right. not what I mean. But I want to see somebody write a story where the tower exists and the beams exist and, I mean, people know that there's a Pennywise or people know that there's a vampire and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the... the knowing that it's all touched by the same magic, I think, matters to me. Yeah. So this should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think some of the books are really long and they're going to be a slog. And I think you're also going to, we're not going to just punch you in the stomach with, you know, week after week of book report because we'll kill each other. Because there's going to be a time where Hannah's like, no, I got to get more under it before we can, you know, have. Yeah. We'll be doing other stuff. And we're going to do other stuff too, because there's other series we got our eyes on. There's, there's I'm also going to be cheating because I have the graphic novels. So like if something becomes too much, I'm just, I'm just going to be like, let me pick up this graphic novel and make sure that I'm understanding. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't either. I'll have to finish it first. <laughs> so, um, I really only have the the gunslinger trades right now. Anyway, so like after I read the gunslinger, I'll read through the. I think it was Marvel that did this. Maybe it's Dark Horse. Uh, let me look it up. Real well, the quick. the 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 woman that wrote a bunch of those was um, the woman, and I her name escapes me right now. Is the woman that wrote the Stephen King concordance, which uh, oh is. We got to get her on the show. I already have an email in. Nice. Yeah. And uh, don't get your hopes up, people, but like we're trying. We're trying really hard. And also, we're trying it just because, it, you know, people talk about King Con on Twitter. I'm not letting it go. I'm not pretending that it's going to be something where everybody has to swipe their badges and it's like this big giant thing with vendors and all that kind of thing. But I can yeah. tell you. That there is going to be a thing where we are going to have a welcoming space and stuff for people to do for a day yeah. in Maine. Let's call it a, a meetup plus. Yep, it's going to know? be uh, uh, an enhanced meetup. That's, that's what we'll call it. An enhanced meetup. I was right, yeah. by the way. It is Marvel that does the mm-hmm. comics for the Dark Tower series. So Good. And it's not going to help. I'll know. I'll no, know. yeah, I would. I would never. <laughs> I would not go into that without reading the books, because I just knowing the way King is, there's just no way that they're gonna hit everything. So now I think at the end of it, we never had a rating system because we never oh, really true. did it that way. You know what I mean? Because we did more. We we, you know, they always say rate and review. We reviewed way more than we rated. True. And I don't think that that's terrible, but I also think that since we're going to be going into smaller things, mm-hmm. that we probably should have some touchstone or another that okay. is going to allow us to at least compare things to other things. And we don't have to think mm-hmm. about it now. I'm just saying that if anybody out there has an idea of what it should be or anything like that, definitely reach out to us. It's castlerockhistorical at gmail.com or at Hannah Selector or at Acadia just talk to us because we got to come up with something and we have to do it by not next week because we're not going to be reviewing the chunks of book that we talk about but the next time we do a self-contained thing because i actually want to there's some stuff that i just want to know what you think of and yeah 
Nothing too complicated, guys. I hate math. Yeah. Like, it's just got to be like a one through five or one through seven or something yeah. like that. I it's basically what's the one through something and what the thing is. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It, it, it's, it could be, I mean, we could go flag and we could say it's an eye or it's a key and it changes or whatever like that. See, like I was things. like, is it a rock or is it a castle? Exactly. Like, oh, through, yeah. That, I'm I smart. Like or, crown, or crowns for king, you know. Yeah, six crowns. I didn't think. So yeah, I didn't think of any of those. Oh yeah, that was just me riffing. Oh, see that? You are the smartest person. <laughs> you should get out more. <laughs> well, right. all right, guys. I think that kills it for this week. Yeah. Um, we just kind of needed to decompress, and I think a lot of you guys did too. But in the meantime, please continue to email us and tweet at us and all that good stuff. Uh, we are Castle Rock Historical at Gmail, and you just heard our Twitter handles. We're friendly you. enough. Yeah, wicked friendly. Like, I'm so yeah. friendly that I forgot to do my work one day because I was being so friendly. And then I had to stay really late at work to do the work that I forgot to do. The Oops. other thing is there's a lot going on for Hannah in October. Like, everything is kicking off with the Women in Horror Film Festival. But Hannah has a lot of stuff planned for not only her Twitter but for Undead Airlock. And why do I do this to myself, you guys? Because, I don't know. You know why? Because it's goddamn fun. That's why. And that's why I am doing the live American Horror Stream show with Mel's Bells. Because even though American Horror Story is no castle rock, it's still really fun. And I'm waiting for Emma Roberts. And I'm almost guaranteed to get more Francis Conroy than I got in Castle Rock. True that. I hear the witches, I think, are back next week, at least according to the Twitter buzz. So They better be. Yep. October lends itself to this horror stuff really well. So, yeah, keep up with me on Twitter. I may be giving something away. I'm going to stop being coy. I am giving something away. So, like, check it out. It's not, like, a huge thing. What do you people think I am? The Rockefellers? But you'll enjoy it. So, well, as always, thanks for listening, Castle Rockstars. We love you guys. We're going to stay here. We'll be here all the way through Season 2, and then through season two and beyond yep so stick around tell your friends fan fiction oh yeah we need to talk about that actually because i have an idea okay (laughs) bye everybody bye guys see you next time (laughs) this shit stops now